Well, ever since the beginning of time, God has been a communicating God. As we know, the essence of every good relationship is good communication, and God knew this at the beginning of all time. Now, you take a look at the early chapters of Genesis, and you'll see what I mean. God speaks, God designs, God acts, all for the blessing of his creation. In Genesis 3, verse 8, we read that the man and his wife, that's Adam and Eve, of course, heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. We go on to read that God then called out, where are you? And the man answered like this. He said, I heard you in the garden, but I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Now, this is early writing and we have to be careful with this interpretation. We know it's about Adam's sin, but straight away we can learn something here about God's sound. Firstly, whether it's walking in the cool of the day or whether it's through hearing the most perfect song from a single songbird or an 80-piece orchestra or a crashing wave, God has a sound. The challenge that we have is twofold. Firstly, hearing it, and then secondly, recognising and believing it, and then acting on that belief. Some 30 years ago, Carolyn and I were stationed on the Salvation Army's training college in Denmark Hill, and our own commissioners, Norman and Marion Howe, were the training principals at that time. And following one meeting in the assembly hall, I remember Commissioner Marion came to me, and she, we were chatting, and then she just said to me, and I've never forgotten this, she said, I like the way you listen. That taught me a lot, and I've never forgotten it as I've looked at congregations all the way uh, through the uh, preceding 30 years. I like the way you listen. Thousands of sermons have been preached emphasising the importance of listening to God above the clamour of the noise of the world around us. And the most challenging element we might face in our relationship with God is learning to recognise his voice among the others that we may hear. If there's one thing that the Bible teaches us, it's that God has a sound that speaks to people in multiple ways. We can all hear from God, but in ways that are related to our personalities. God tailors his message to how you and I might best receive it. God can use anything and anyone to ensure that we hear the divine sound. But God doesn't force us to listen to that sound. And this is why the world still needs prophets who truly listen and then speak out clearly. How many times in both Testaments do we hear prophets whisper or speak the word, listen? Ezekiel listens to the Holy Spirit continually, and this is what he hears directly from the Spirit. Uh, chapter 3, verse 27. When I give you a message, I will loosen your tongue and let you speak. Then you will say to the people, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Those who choose to listen will listen. Those who refuse will refuse, for they are rebels. In John's Gospel, while Jesus is speaking about the reality of the kingdom of heaven, he also highlights the importance of listening to the prophets, and he refers specifically to John the Baptist. And in John eleven fifteen, Jesus says, He who has ears, let him hear. So as I've said, God speaks to his people individually and in ways that suit us 
as we are. And God speaks audibly. We're not all called to prophesy like Ezekiel, perhaps, or Jeremiah or John the Baptist. Some people may not be able to go to other people and say, look, listen, here is the word of the Lord, and then speak out a word of prophecy. But we can hear the sound of God in different ways if only we will listen. We hear it through music. We hear it sometimes through a beautiful melody alone, and that can touch our minds and our hearts with a word from God. If you saw the funeral of Prince Philip uh, two weeks ago, you'll have heard that incredible, that incredible choir of only four people. That was last week. Sometimes we hear the words associated with them. I like the idea of one renowned Salvation Army composer and music leader I know who says that he conducts the words and not the notes. Someone else might hear the sound of God in the roar of waves at sea, the power of creation, the word of the divine one. And this is how we can use our ears. Ezekiel in chapter 43 verse 2 says, And I saw the glory of the God of Israel, that's one sense, sight, coming from the east. His voice was like the roar of rushing waters, and his voice, and, and, and the land, sorry, was radiant with his glory. St. John in Revelation 1.15, His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. So look at the sea on a sunny day and what is God saying? Listen to it on a stormy day. Creation is speaking. God is speaking. How do you listen? Do you hear God's voice in the songbird? Do you hear God's voice in that crashing wave? He will speak to you at just the right time that you need it and in a way that you can hear and understand. Here's the thing, though. Every time you hear that someone has heard from God, you'll find two consequences. The first is that you hear a testimony. And the second is that you are inspired to worship. And both our readings today highlight this. Psalm 29 and verses 3 and 4. The voice of the Lord echoes above the sea. The glory of the Lord thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty sea. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. And then elsewhere in that psalm, verse 2, we are told to worship the Lord in the splendour of his holiness. And then in verse 9 is the testimony. In his temple, everyone shouts glory. In Revelation 19, 6 and 7 is the testimony. Hallelujah for our Lord Almighty reigns. And then comes the worship. Let us rejoice and give him the glory. In the New Testament, whenever someone heard God's sound, his audible words, something happened. Some people left everything right there and then and followed Christ. Lazarus came back from the dead and walked. The woman at the well went and told her whole town about Jesus. Others were healed and others got so mad they picked up rocks and tried to stone Jesus. Most of us on a Sunday, especially if we hear the word either through the preacher or through some other way, what do we do? We go and have our lunch. God so wants to be heard. God's voice is a spiritual voice that we learn to recognise as we get to know the kinds of thing God says and the kind of person that God is. Hearing it is not a skill for those who've been a Christian the longest. It's not a formula for those who have studied the Bible the most. 
It's not something reserved only for pastors, theologians or spiritual leaders. Jesus said that all those who seek him would find him. Those who have ears would hear. It's all about the posture of our hearts. When we choose to follow, God gives us the Holy Spirit who speaks to us, whoever and wherever we are. The challenge is learning to discern God's voice above all the others that we hear. The good news is that Jesus said his people would know his voice and having recognised it, they would be able to follow. Revelation 3.20 and I close with this. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat and he will eat with me. So listen for that knock. Listen for the voice. It may come in ways you just never expected. Through the word of a friend, the word of a preacher, through the sounds of the songbird, the sounds of musical melodies, God will speak. Listen and act as he speaks. God bless you each one.